When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I heard Greg Dorch at number 11. Will Greg Dorch play in the slot this week? Who knows? He magically <laughs> reappeared, you know, yep. sending Hollywood to the outside. He ended up with 11 targets and three carries. And, you know, this type of opportunity, like whenever he's playing in the slot, he gets it. But, you know, was it because Hollywood was a little bit banged up coming into the game? You know, who the hell knows, dude? He's a boom-bust <laughs> play for me this week. He's, he has a floor of zero. He might not even get any snaps in this game. You know, just like the past couple of weeks, he was hardly on the field. He didn't play. Um, but he can also potentially get you eight catches, too. So, yeah. like, complete boom-bust. You know, really hard to trust this week. But, you know, they do go up against Atlanta, you know, who ha- they haven't been good against slot-wide receivers. So if he is their slot-wide receiver this week, he's going to have a good day. We just yeah. don't know what the hell is going to happen. I don't know. I might be calling a bust here uh, this week for Greg Dorch. Um, You can pick him up. I'm not excited about starting him. I'd be kind of disappointed if I have to start him. Uh, But this is the thing. I don't know if Trace McSorley is going to be starting if Colt McCoy comes back. But at this point, I'm clamoring for Colt McCoy. Who would have thought that we'd be asking for him to come back? Because (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins had one catch last week. And Marquise Brown was more of the same. He didn't have a very good day. It wasn't one catch. It was a couple catches. Um, obviously, Greg Dorch, it's good to see him back. But I think, like I said, that kind of goes with Trace McSorley. They probably have a little bit more connection than the other guys. You don't want to bake it down just to that. But I think that's a big reason why. If we can see Colt McCoy come back, that top-heavy target distribution, I think, will kind of resurrect. And this week, it'll be more of a, pl- a better play for DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown than uh, Greg Dorch this week. So I-, I think that this is kind of a blip on the radar. I mean, obviously, like we said, he's boom bust. That's what you expect from somebody who is boom bust or blip on the radar. But this week, not a humongous fan. I think if Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy comes back, we might see him return to that uh, zero point floor pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got Tyler Conklin here at 12, you know, with Mike White back this week. Good matchup against the Seahawks. You know, all the wide receivers have tough matchups against the Seahawks. Seahawks have been very stout against wide receivers right. this year, especially lately. So, you know, some targets can potentially funnel Conklin's way this week with Mike White back. So, uh, you know, he's a, another good tight end pickup. I think him and Juwan Johnson would be the main tight end pickups this week. Um, and then we got Matt Collins at 13. You know, he's just one of those like wide receivers that just stay on the waiver wire. Yep. You know, if you need somebody, you know, you can pick him up. Um, I forgot who the Raiders were playing this week, but it was a decent matchup. The Raiders uh, are playing San Fran. Yeah, San Fran, exactly. So, Matt Collins, you know, runs most of his routes on that right side, you know, where Jahan Dotson did his thing. Like, that's where he's running his routes from, on yeah. that side. So, there is a little bit of upside here for Matt Collins this week. And then you got Corey Davis at 14. You know, I have Elijah Moore also down at 19. You know, between those two guys, like, I think I trust Corey Davis more. Just keep in mind, this is a tough matchup, right, against the Seahawks. But right. you know, with Mike White back, you know, I can see, obviously – the play is, you know, the only guy you can really trust right now uh, is Garrett Wilson. And by the way, yes, he is going to be a top 15 wide receiver play for me this week because Mike White is back Yeah, uh, regardless. 
but between Corey Davis and Elijah Moore with Davis back healthy, I kind of just trust him more, dude, at this point. Yeah, he's a veteran. You know, he's going to be able to yeah. get open. Elijah Moore has been he, – he went up to that route participation that was in – What's it called? And promising. But I think yeah. Corey Davis has a better chance to have a better day this week. As long as Mike White is playing, you know, you can like re-add these guys. You probably dropped them when you saw that Zach Wilson was coming back to play. And then now right. that he's out, you can pick them back up. I think they're all upside plays because if Mike White gets things going, you know, they've been a very good passing offense. Lots of yards, targets to go around. And you can kind of rely on that if you need to. But um, it's a tough these matchup. Are, so, these are playoff games for the Jets. Uh, yeah. They have to win out. Uh, so the way that the Jets are going to get in is if they win out and then either the I think it's the Dolphins have to lose or the Patriots have to lose. It's one or the other, something like that. Right. I forgot what it was, um, but, but, so they, but they have to win out regardless. <laughs> they have to win out regardless. Yeah. And Mike White couldn't be coming back at a better time for that because the offense has just been anemic these past few weeks. So I think Mike White comes back like. The only reason I'm happy taking these guys and putting them on my bench, I'm not necessarily sticking them in my lineup and being happy about it. But if I have to. Um, Mike White is the reason that I'm okay with that. If this were Zach Wilson again, or maybe even, I mean, I think if Joe Flacco were playing too, I would be all right. You know, (laughs) I wouldn't be as worried about it, but anything but Zach Wilson. And you could say, okay, they have some upside this week. So I I like Corey Davis and Elijah more. um, If you need to, Uh, Mike White is the determining factor. Yeah, I can see that. I have Russell Gage here at 15, you know, really just a desperate play. You know, um, Julio Jones has been banged up. So Russell Gage has stepped in and he's, you know, had two decent games over the past two weeks. He had three touchdowns in his last three games, uh, five catches each of the last two games. So like, you know, he's like a uh, PPR flex play, you know, if you need him. But, you know, completely boom bust. He has a floor of zero. Uh, don't want to trust him. But if you have to, if you're in a deeper league, Russell Gage is somebody who's widely available and can potentially, you know, do some things in only in PPR, though. Uh, even yeah. though he scored a couple touchdowns before this past week, like I, I don't really trust him to keep being that red zone target for Tom Brady. I don't either. I don't understand and, why and, he's. And remember, they also don't really score that much. <laughs> yeah, they don't, like we said, but they haven't gone over twenty three points except for one time this season. So that touchdown. Can I ask you a question, outside, Zach? Yeah. Who are you playing more? Who are you playing uh, this week? Mike Evans or Russell Gage? If Julio's out. Oh, it's so tough. <laughs> Who would think this would be a tough question? You know, coming into the season. I think I'm going with Mike Evans. That's just the way it is. I, <laughs> Russell will not Russell Wilson. Russell Gage is a spot start and just a hail mary. You know, if you need it, I'm not taking Mike Evans out at this point. I think he has a better chance of showing up than Russell Gage does. But um, I get why just the that way question, you say Russell Gage. I get Russell Gage. Yeah, I get. I get why it's a question. I completely understand because Russell Russell Gage has had two very good games relative to Mike. You know, it, it just doesn't look like Mike Evans is going to do a whole lot uh, the rest of the season. But I trust Mike Evans, even though it's very hard to to get have a bigger a bigger game than Russell Gage at this point. I get it. Uh, that's, that's funny. Uh, so we <laughs> we had Rashid Rashid Shahid at sixteen. Uh, just in case Chris Olave is out, still a tough matchup for him. But you know he, he can burn any corner in the league. Uh, yeah. Noah Fant at seventeen. You know he had a like he was nowhere to be found last week. Uh, in no. that game, he ended up luckily scoring a touchdown late the only against touchdown. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, the only touchdown, you know, for Geno Smith. So, you know, 
he's somebody you can plug in this week because the Jets, uh, they're very good against perimeter wide receivers, but they have let up against tight ends lately and this year in general. So Noah Fan can potentially be somebody that you stream this week. But and, and I think a lot of it has to do with him being a little bit banged up coming into the game. So if he gets, you know, some full practices full practices this week i think uh you know you can be a little bit more confident plugging him in your lineup because he was kind of like a game day decision of whether he was going to be active or not going into last week um so just keep that in mind it wasn't a very promising you know stat line that we saw you see he puts up nine ppr points like you figure that's like four catches for 50 some yards no there was a touchdown in there so he wasn't getting a whole (laughs) lot of looks you know the, the workload wasn't there you mentioned his injury that could be contributing to it um, but I'm, I'm not sure how much I trust the Seahawks offense anymore at this point. I mean, Kenneth Walker, you know, he's going to be carrying the ball. But outside of that, DK Metcalf, he's been all right. But Geno Smith isn't distributing the ball as well. Um, we saw that first the first game without Tyler Lockett didn't look good. Do we know if Tyler Lockett's playing this week? Because they get him back. Uh, no, like, we don't. I might be more inclined to play no offense if Tyler Lockett comes back, just because it seems like Geno is a better quarterback when Tyler Lockett's on the field. So just something that I'm going to keep an eye on this week. Obviously, you can't chalk it up to that, but no offense. Um, I don't think the workload is there enough. The offense wasn't scoring enough touchdowns at all without Tyler Lockett for me to say I can start him over other guys like Tyler Conklin this week. Right, right. No, I get that. I get that. I think Fant, if he gets the full practices in, he'll be more, he'll get more targets this week against the Jets because yeah, I don't know how many targets, you know, DK Metcalf is going to get against that perimeter defense. You know, we'll it's see. It'll be interesting to see. DK Metcalf is a good receiver. You know, he, he I don't think the matchup is going to scare him away or cause him to have a horrific game. But um, we've seen DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner shut guys down before. I'm going to say that DK Metcalf falls outside the top 24 this week. Is that your bold prediction? Or you think it's not too bold? I don't even even know if it's that bold. All right. So you're confident in your guys. I I like it. I like it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Um, So I got Michael Gallup here at number 18. Uh, Gallup has been obviously, you know, on and off, right? Like he's just a, you know, somebody that you could throw into your flex if you're desperate. Um, but you know, he had a decent game this past week, you know, he had that touchdown, but the main reason why, um, I'm interested in picking him up if I'm desperate is because they play the Titans this week and, you know, Titans have not been good against perimeter wide receivers this past week. I love CD lamb, uh, because of how good Philly is on the perimeter and how not so great they've been against slot wide receivers. So CD lamb was able to do his thing and he did. Uh, but this week it's kind of the opposite. Where CD Lamb, you know, doesn't have the best matchup in the world, but Michael Gallup and, and Noah Brown do. So that's the reason why I like Michael Gallup. I'm assuming you'll start Michael Gallup over Noah Noah Brown. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without hesitation. Just Michael Gallup, he's a much better bet to, to score a touchdown than Noah Brown. Um right. Noah Brown gets targets, but he's he's not anywhere the threat that Michael Gallup is, especially once you get down in the red zone. Uh, they they routinely throw fades to him. So he has yeah. a much higher touchdown upside. Michael Gallup does then Noah Brown. Uh, that one's not even a question for me. Okay, good. And then we have Elijah Moore at 19 here. Uh, another deep, deep, you know, play if you need somebody. You know, we no. saw Juju, you know, not really get it done out of the slot this past week against the Seahawks. Okay, so keep that in mind going into this week with Elijah Moore coming out of the slot as well. However, route participation is there, talent is there, and the Jets just have to win this game. So Elijah Moore uh, is an option if you're desperate. And then we I, have a Hassan. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wonder what this is just a season long question. You know, we're kind of jumping yeah. in. not season long, but maybe next season. Oh, Elijah sure, sure. Moore. Elijah Moore. Do you think there's a chance for a revival if they get an actual quarterback? I mean, I know Mike White. Oh, yeah. He's an actual quarterback. He's an actual quarterback. Sure. But hell yeah. You know, if they go get somebody like 
I don't want to say Lamar Jackson, but there's a chance, you know, depending on how contract negotiation goes there. I wonder how involved Elijah Moore will be next season. Like, I don't think the Jets are giving up on him. Do you? I think I think it's not about the quarterback. I think it's about Elijah Moore. Honestly, I, okay. and as long as it's not Zach Wilson, <laughs> I should preface that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, because Jack Wilson is not a capable quarterback at all right now, right? Mm-hmm. And you just need a capable quarterback, I think, for someone like Elijah Moore who has the t- type of talent he has. You know what? I'm, I'll be honest with you, man. I was a big fan of Elijah Moore coming into this year. I think the reason why Elijah Moore didn't have a good year is because of Elijah Moore. You know, is because he might have come into the season thinking that he was the shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He might have come <laughs> into the season thinking that he's the number one. Um. You know, I went to camp. I talked to Elijah Moore. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to talk to him. He was a little diva to me. You know, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. He was being a little diva to me. I was on the field with him. I was right next to him. You know, he was, you know, being a little diva. No one else yeah. did. Garrett Wilson, the most humble dude on the planet. You know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, he's like, a rookie. What, what, he is do? a rookie. But like, <laughs> but dude, like, the like there was night and day, you know, when you talk yeah. about it. and Corey, But Corey Davis... Corey Davis, the nicest dude in the world. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I was, he's a like he was, he's been around. Yeah, he's been around. He's he's cool. But you know, so yeah, Elijah Moore. I felt like you know he had some, you know, he, he was up there. Like his head, you know, was like really yeah. big. You, you tried um, telling think, him for us, Garrett Wilson. He's the number one, but you know he, he didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Like it, it's funny because you know I, I think you know he ate a he ate some like as you would say you know he had that humble pie yeah th- this year. And I think coming into next year, like I said, like I think he could be on that Brandon IU career arc where yeah. second year, Hopefully. you know, first year showed a lot of promise, just like Elijah Moore did. Second year, doghouse, not so great year. Third year, I think Elijah Moore can potentially, you know, work harder this offseason to prove that you are capable of being a number one wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And then come through because I think he is capable, but he yeah. took a big step back this year. And I think, you know, coming into next year, I think him and him and, um, uh, Gary Wilson could become a serious one-two punch. Right. I, I would say, you know. So I know Elijah Moore is going to go super late in drafts. I'm taking that shot again. Yeah, <laughs> just like, just like we were taking shots with um, with Brandon Ayuk, yeah. this year, right, going in the ninth round. Yeah, um, I, I so, did and, say. And I think that was worth it. Um, I, obviously yeah. now with Brock Purdy, not so much. But you know, before that, he was doing really well. I think I remember I did say going into this season or over the off season when they drafted Garrett Wilson, I said they didn't draft him to play behind Elijah Moore. So. Yeah, it doesn't look like that was. It looks like that was the case. Um, that they didn't draft Garrett Wilson's that dude. But I, yeah. I, I, I firmly believe, and I'm still going to hold on to this. That Elijah Moore is not. He's not having the type of year. Not because Garrett Wilson showed out is so super talented. I think it's because of himself. I think both Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore could have killed it this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore. It's also just magnified. You know, obviously struggles that he's had with the quarterback situation in New York. You know, obviously all that turnover and For having sure. a week to week inconsistency. Like it's just going to yes. make him look worse because every 100%. time you start to warm up a quarterback, he's out with an injury. Or he gets benched. <laughs> so it's like, right. that's the way right. it's been in New York for a while, too. So obviously not the most ideal situation, but hopefully they can lock down that quarterback situation. Because I, I do like Elijah Moore, too, as far as a talent perspective. I remember watching those training camp videos of him one-handing catches, you know, and stuff like that. Yep. I was like, man, the breakout is upon us, and it's just been quiet this season. So I, I still trust him. I hope he sticks around on the Jets. But um, we'll see. Free agency is yeah. We'll We'll see what happens. He's not yeah, going to we'll be there. Well, he, they he still has a couple years. Yeah, yeah trades. Years, I don't know. I don't know how much you're going to get for him in a trade at this point. It probably isn't worth it. It's not. Just keep him. He's a, yeah. he's a talented wide receiver. Um, Hassan Haskins at 20. Um, and he's only here, like we mentioned earlier. Derrick Henry didn't practice yesterday. Titans don't really have any reasons to play Derrick Henry this week. So right. they could rest starters. They could rest him. 
you know, just to kind of keep them prepared uh, and ready uh, for their week 17, week 18 matchup against the Jaguars. It's very possible. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much it. I mean, like, and like I mentioned with Haskins, like I don't trust Haskins this week. Yeah, but I would. he's somebody to pick up just in case you're desperate at the running back position. Yeah, um, that, that would be with, a, with, with, with Malik Willis. It's like it's really tough to trust that offense. That would be a desperate, desperate play if you're putting Haskins Haskins in. It's not because Dallas has been fantastic against been fantastic against the run. They have not. But um, just like you said, the ceiling for this offense is not very high. Although I wouldn't be surprised. Dallas has played teams at rock bottom before <clears throat> Green Bay, and they had a big game. So Christian Watson breakout, you know, that's when that happened. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. May, I don't think a Haas and Haskins breakout is going to happen, but maybe he puts up respectable numbers. You can add him as, you know, perspective ad just in case yeah. Derrick Henry doesn't go. I don't think they're yeah. going to play a whole lot of starters because regardless of whether they win or lose or the Jaguars win or lose, it's just the division is on the line in week 18. Um, exactly. So it doesn't matter what happens this week. I wouldn't be surprised to see them just rest all their starters. That's going to yeah. do it for this waiver wire episode. Uh, actually, let's should we go over some quarterback streamers, dude? Let's go over some quarter just in case. Yeah, we you can. know if you're in the finals, most likely you have your quarterback. But let's just go over some quarterback streamers before uh, we sign off here. Um, you know, let me ask you a question, man. Like, you're obviously done with Russell Wilson, right? Like, there's no way. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm done. There's absolutely no way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you see who they who they elevated to be the interim head coach? No, on I the didn't. Broncos staff. I don't know his name. But it's the clock management strategist that they elevated to be the head coach. The you mean the guy coach. who's been terrible this year? Yeah, at that job? who's been advising Nathaniel Hackett on his time management. Oh, geez. and everybody oh, was clowning goodness. him for that. And then the other thing, just also because since we're talking about quarterbacks too, Tua, he did enter the concussion protocol. He did. did you see that? So like, did. yeah, maybe that's not a conspiracy theory. Maybe that's what happened because I, I know I talked about that yesterday. I just yep, thought that was yep. interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. So Teddy Bridgewater, you know, could be somebody that you potentially stream this week, you know, given the fact that they do have some really good weapons there, right? Teddy yeah. Bridgewater going up against New England, you know, could be a potential streamer. Uh, but who would you rather stream? Would you rather stream Brock Purdy this week against the, against the Raiders? I'd take Brock Purdy, <laughs> the way they're yeah. playing. It's just such a perfect system to just be an efficient, you know, 15, 16-point quarterback, and that's what he's been. He's not turning yeah. the ball over. You don't have to worry about negative points like you do with Nick Foles, like you did last week um, yeah. or last night. I, I think Brock Purdy. He's been a good streamer. He's been on my radar, you know, this whole time. Um, I, I, so think, I like. Brock I think Purdy. Daniel Daniel Jones too against Indy uh, at home. Yeah, I think that's a solid solid play. Uh, Mike White against Seattle, man. Like, I don't know. You know, I know that they need to get the job done. Yeah, but how how are you feeling about that one? The matchup doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence, but I think that he can get it done. Um, we've seen him in this offense before, and they put up points, you know, regardless of who they're playing against. Who would you rather play, Mike White or or Brock Purdy? I, I like Mike Brock, White. I think his upside Brock? is much higher, but Brock Purdy is like the secure thing. Right, right. I, Hopefully I you're not making this decision if you're in the championship. Hopefully you're not reduced you to this, but – yeah, we'll see. I mean, you might. I, I mean, I'm I'm obviously playing like guys like Jared Goff, you know, guys like that over 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 um, you know, over all these guys that we just mentioned, right? Yeah. I'm pl- probably playing him over Daniel Jones. Um, don't try Malik see. Willis on Thursday. That's a given. Don't don't <laughs> don't do that. What about Mac Jones against Miami? Are you are you into that at all? Um, I I in a pinch. He has a floor that's all right. 
Just in case all these guys are not available, I guess. Yeah, things have to work perfectly for Mac Jones to have a good fantasy day. And they have not been going very well. Things haven't been going very well (laughs) the past couple weeks. There there has to be deflected passes in the end zone for him to to, uh, do his thing. Jacoby Myers has been very interesting over the past couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) He's been on a bit of a roller coaster ride, yeah. There's nobody who's started him this week, this past week. You know, obviously, after right. what happened the week before. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. He gets doghoused in fantasy for something that, you know, obviously he lost negative two points and it cost some people right. some games, but he got doghoused just for that one play. You know, where <laughs> the rest of the season, he's been all right. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, if Jalen Hurts is out again, where would you put Gardner Minshew, you know, with all these guys that we just mentioned at the top? Yeah. I, I He's going up so. against New Orleans this week. I think he is like a beefed up, higher upside version of Brock Purdy because, again, the offense around him is very good. He has plenty of weapons. The offensive line is good. Obviously, they take a hit with Lane Johnson being out, but I'm not too worried about it. We saw him. He was mobile. He was able to extend plays. I'm not worried about Gardner Minshew at all. I think he has a really nice ceiling um, this week. So I, I, I'm starting Gardner Minshew over all those guys. If you, he, There's a good chance if you had Jalen Hurts, you probably picked him up. And he served pretty much almost as a one-for-one replacement. He just didn't have the rushing upside. Top streaming tight ends this week. You know, we talked about Tyler Conklin. We talked about Juwan Johnson. Uh, Cade Auden took a little bit of a lead in that tight end room between him and Cameron Braid, like maybe. Uh, Greg Dulcich against Kansas City, but he's banged up. He has a hamstring injury, so monitor that in case you were depending on him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's available in some leagues. Noah Fant would be the next one up. Uh, Trey McBride, maybe a little sneaky, you know, because he's going up against Atlanta this week, you know. But that's if you're super desperate, and that's really about it. But what about that's really what about, about it. Shane Zilstra? <laughs> Guys, don't no. pick up Shane Zilstra. No, no. Okay, no. Uh, it was very fluky. His three touchdown game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good luck this week, guys. Oh, all right. Did uh, anybody yeah, DM you with pictures of Shane Zilstra in their lineup? No. <laughs> no. Right. No one DM. Yeah. Me. I got zero Perfect. DMs on that. Yep. So no, didn't happen. Zero percent started this past <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, We'll be back tomorrow with our quarterback and running back rankings. Uh, so let's get it, man. Let's get it to a championship yep. week, to a championship trophy. Let's get it, guys. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. See you guys later. Hope you guys get who you want in your waivers. See you later. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 